I come from a small town where I could pretty much count the non-white people around me on one hand. I believed I was colorblind, but basically there was a lot I didn't know and that I really truly didn't even know that I didn't know. I used to think it was more about class than race and I used to be pretty defensive if somebody suggested prejudice. I married into the black family, but it's not like that comes with an instant mind meld of the black experience. Plus, Obama had just been elected. When my kids were younger, it was more than tempting to see the problems as being far away. But then I started having the opportunity to listen to black voices one by one, especially the voices of my children. My children's voices give this current racist climate a real sense of urgency. Of course, I hear stories from them, helping them develop a framework of understanding is important, helping them to develop pride in themselves and also making sure they love who they are. Also, I know the other half of their family is giving them education on what white people do, which as much as I'd like to have the message about white people be more nuanced, I also know they need to hear that message. As a parent, I'd love to be able to just sweep all of this. Charleston, Trump, the myth of the black thug under the rug for them. I appreciate this community for the wonderful comfort and liberation which comes from striving to live in the spirit of Jubilee. I appreciate the multiple opportunities this community has given me to engage on the topic of white fragility. I appreciate this community for its role models. And I appreciate the calls to lean into the discomfort of talking about racial injustice. Some people like to think white supremacy is just what those people down south do. We white liberal Seattleites have a way of distancing this from ourselves. My son recently told me that one of his friends was shocked when Cedar said the word racist in a joke and told Cedar that the words race and racist were considered bad words in his house. And the unfortunate thing is that this child just so happens to also be the Cedar's teacher. For the most part, we can't wait, we can't talk about our complicity. And for the most part, we deny racism when it happens. Cedar also told me how one of his friends told him that, that the church across the street had a lot of police activity because there were a lot of black people there. When I, to when I told that story to a friend of mine, he asked, what kind of a church is it? Jesus is supposed to stop, to, Jesus is supposed to be a revolution. Jesus is from the oppressed and for the oppressed. The kingdom of God is at hand and the kingdom is for the powerless. Just like Amy, 
When I think about John the Baptist, I think of my high school choir singing the Messiah. In the first hours of thinking about talking today, I was remembering that my best friend sang Every Valley our senior year, and our choir sang the next chorus, which was, and the glory, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And I had been asking myself, what were the prophecies about John the Baptist? And then suddenly, an hour later, uh, these songs were just spontaneously in my head. My favorite part of that whole beginning section is that last line below, before every valley, which goes, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Now that text is comforting, but it's also transformative. That text was also part of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. In his mouth, I'm not going to do his voice. <laughs> I have a dream that one day the crooked will be straight, the valleys will be exalted, and all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. Now, as I was remembering my best friend, I was also remembering my solo, my solo that year, um, which was the bass aria, the trumpet shall sound, which is from 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15. And the main refrain is, we shall be changed. And we all, some of us read a book by Richard Bohr recently where he reminds us that that is, that text should be, we shall all be changed. And the funny coincidence, at least I choose to see it this way, is that that song, too, has a place in the civil rights movement. In Sam Cooke's song, and I, he's a tenor. <laughs> um, it's been a long, a long time coming, but I know change is going to come. Oh, yes, it will. Seems like all the big days, the big songs of the civil rights movements had that prophetic voice. We shall overcome someday. A thousand snares are set for me and mountains in my way. If Jesus will my leader be, I'll come again someday. I'll overcome someday. Blessed are we who hunger and thirst for justice, for we shall be satisfied. 